Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 30. I'll extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up, and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you who are faithful ones, and give thanks to her holy name. For her anger is but for a moment, her favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. But your favor, O Lord, you had established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him, each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. Revelation chapter 4 After this I looked, and there in heaven a door stood open. And the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I'll show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there in heaven stood a throne, with one seated on the throne. And the one seated there looks like jasper and carnelian, and around the throne is a rainbow that looks like an emerald. Around the throne there are are 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones are 24 elders, dressed in white robes, with golden crowns on their heads. Coming from the throne are flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder, and in front of the throne burn seven flaming torches, which are the seven spirits of God. And in front of the throne, there is something like a sea of glass, like crystal. Around the throne, and on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with a face like a human face, and the fourth living creature like a flying eagle. 
And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and inside. Day and night, without ceasing, they sing, Holy, 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 the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to the one who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall before the one who is seated on the throne and worship the one who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, singing, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So this morning we have um, know, the longest reading in a while from Revelation. And so it might be important to talk about what's going on in this book for um, those who may not know. Um, I don't know who my four listeners are every day <laughs> or what your background is. Or um, uh, Revelation is, I don't want to assume anything, Revelation is the last book of the canon, the list of books that made it into Holy Scripture. And canon just means list. Um, uh, the book of Revelation purports to be written by the Apostle John, who oral tradition holds is, um, is the only uh, apostle that wasn't martyred following uh, the resurrection and ascension of Christ. Um, and as... The tradition maintains he was, uh, they tried to uh, execute him, to kill him, but it didn't work. Um, and so they exiled him to the island of Patmos. And it's from there that he writes this um, revelation or apocalypse, depending on um, uh, your translation. Uh, revelation is you know just a revealing of something. Uh, uh, an apocalypse is the, uh, similar. It's to pull away a veil or to reveal Something So Revelation and Apocalypse are synonymous. And here we get this glimpse of um, the subtitle in the NRSV is the heavenly worship. And so John, the whole book of Revelation is John's um, highly stylized, highly symbolic, highly metaphorical account of, of this vision, this extended vision that he has on the island of Patmos. Um. And there's also, um, I mean, historians will debate authorship, but John is also the purported author of the Gospel of John and the three letters of John. Um, he was the youngest when Christ was walking around on earth, and so he lit and he lives a very long time. And so um, these are dated to the first century, and um, but whether or not they are actually authored by John is debated. Um, but Revelation is the most symbolic and stylized. Uh, piece carrying that author's name. Um, and some of the things you may kind of recognize, at least I did, so these four living creatures, um, a lion, an ox, a creature with a face like a human, and then a flying eagle. These are the four gospels, the four uh, evangelists, the symbols for the four evangelists. Um, and I believe they go in order. No, they don't. Lion should be Matthew, I believe. Um... The ox is Mark. It hits strong and it's kind of powerful. Um, the human face is um, Luke. 
I might be confusing Luke and Matthew. Lion, and I'm confident that the ox is Mark, and the flying eagle is uh, the Gospel of John. And it's thought of that way because of how, like, spiritual and symbolic and kind of very unique it is with the other Gospels. And they're all kind of circling around, saying, Holy, 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 the Lord God, the Almighty. Um, And this is... uh, Um, within this larger um, letter or, uh, yes, I I mean, it is a letter. Um, It sometimes gets confused. I remember um, when I was growing up, the um, Left Behind series, um, it tried to, (laughs) I really don't know how much they believed it, but it, it tried to take literally as much as possible from the Book of Revelation and other apocalyptic literature. And so like, there's actually four beasts that are walking around and like when the Antichrist comes like there's little flying beetles with human heads um, I mean it was crazy um, but it kind of stemmed from this um, this you know the, the, the symbolic nature of apocalyptic literature and from especially from the book of John um, I think there's a danger of taking things too literally and I, I I'm going to venture out to say that Left Behind took it way too literally. Like, I, I don't think there's going to be little beetles with human heads flying around uh, out of a, a crack that opened up in the earth. Um, but, I mean, this this really fuels a whole lot of speculation as to what happens in the end. Um, and uh, the, at least in, in my mind, one of the most um, relevant symbols in Revelation is when uh, the... Christ comes when Jesus comes and he's wielding a sword and this sword is double-edged and it emerges from his mouth and it says the sword is the word of God Um, and the image of the soldier in Christian literature um, it's important to note is always I won't say nonviolent I will say um, doesn't fight fight with doesn't fight flesh and blood Um, Paul says this I think it's really important to remember, but there is a kind of violence that is done against evil, but it's not against people. It's not against, um, you know, it's not a a materially destructive violence. It is a spiritually destructive violence. Um, And uh, I think it's the use of this image and other images of soldiers in scripture is really kind of important to understanding military culture in terms of the church. I won't even say understanding. I'll say accepting, I suppose. Um, You can't get rid of soldiers or the military um, without getting rid of their symbols, and their symbols are scattered throughout Scripture. Um, And I don't even think it's all that metaphorical. I think it's, look, there's a real fight. The fight against evil is not using, like, you know, handheld swords or rifles. The battle is against the idea and the, the 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 powers that put us in a place where we fight with flesh and blood. Um, and so Christian soldiers are not materially violent, but they do wage battle against um, internal and external forces of evil, um, whether that's pride or vanity or that's, um, you know, engaging in some way with... Um, you know, physical evil. Um, and that's that's kind of the whole 
prerogative of Pew Pew HQ is to try and think about what it means to be a Christian soldier in these terms, in these um, scriptural and historical kind of um, terms that are informed by reality instead of just pure symbolism. Like we're not trying to be literal about, uh, you know, I'm not trying to say, well, Christian soldiers take up your your firearms and go fight uh, Russia or whoever the enemy today is. Um, but there is a fight that I think Christ and I am calling us to. Um, and it's a much more nuanced and complicated um, set of uh, rules of engagement in terms of uh, terms of engagement. Um, but so that's that's revelation. At least that's the we get a uh, an entire chapter this morning. I I'm not sure about next week, but um, yeah, hopefully that's helpful. And I hope that you uh, uh, continue to think with me about what it means to be a Christian soldier. I I encourage you to reach out and co-host, record a, a, a daily reading yourself and include it in, and all included in one of the episodes coming up. Um, and there's a number of other ways that you can participate, and I look forward to uh, continuing through this uh, liturgical season with you. A prayer for after worship from the Book of Common Prayer. Grant, we beseech you, Almighty God, that the words that you have that we have heard this day with our outward ears may, through your grace, be so grafted inwardly in our hearts that they may bring forth in us the fruit of good living, to the honor and praise of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. <laughs>